morning church i hope you can hear me yeah fantastic today's scripture reading is taken from second timothy chapter 2 verse 14 to 21 i'm reading from the esv version remind them of these things and charge them before god not to quarrel about words which does no good but only ruins the hearers do your best to prevent yourself to god as one approved a worker who has no need to be ashamed rightly handling the word of truth but avoid irreverent babble for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness and their talk will spread like gangrene among them are humanius and philetius who have who have served from the truth who have i'm sorry who have sweared from the truth saying that the resurrection has already happened they are upsetting the faith of some but god's firm foundation stands bearing this seal the lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the man of the lord depart from iniquity now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and clay some for honorable use some for dishonorable therefore if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable he will be a vessel for honorable use set apart as holy useful to the master of the house ready for every good work may the lord bless us through scripture good morning dear church i bring greetings and uh, i take this opportunity to praise and thank the lord for god has given all of us good health and strength to come together on this platform of zoom cloud meetings shall we pray let's pray lord our heavenly father thank you lord for presenting your holy word to us and as it was read to us father it is already lord lighting our hearts the holy spirit started speaking to each one of us right from the beginning as we started hearing your songs and uh, hearing from the even greetings and uh, reminders read out to all of us now lord from this passage lord teach us oh lord your word that we may be once again stirred in our hearts reproved and also uh, encouraged and built by your word the strong foundation of the word the lord given once again giving us base and also stand and meditate upon it in jesus christ precious name we pray amen amen uh how many of you have bibles <laughs> i know i am asking such a interesting question i am sure all of us christian we use bible but today we are going to talk more of bible so i wish all of you keep holding the bible as we progress to listen to the hearing of the word we have been going through the series title what is christian calling so thus far we have covered the topics called call to be holy call to be trustworthy call to endurance this series is to remind ourselves and each one of us to remind ourselves that everyone is called to be his children and also 
to inculcate the very aspects for a victorious Christian living. And also to remind ourselves how that we need to remind ourselves of this Christian calling repeatedly. Today, we are going to study on this topic called to be a faithful worker. The topic itself is called called to be a faithful worker, which means we not only must have the spiritual qualities that Apostle Paul is talking about in the earlier verse, but also to be a faithful workers. In another sense, who implements these things into practical work towards the extension of the kingdom of God on earth. So it is going to do more with uh, involving ourselves in action, uh, meditation or involvement in this very topic. The second letter of Timothy, like the first one, is addressed by Apostle Paul to his young co-worker and was perhaps the last written letter by Paul. And like the first letter, the letter 2 Timothy appears to be more of a personal letter which Paul, in which Paul encourages Timothy and gives him the solemn choice to remain faithful. The very fact that 2 Timothy has been preserved and included in the uh, Christian canonical script, which we call the Bible, 66 books of the Bible, is very important for us. It's a personal letter, but it is incorporated in the 66 books of the Bible. That means this is meant for the application of the whole church as well. Paul, as a mentor of Timothy, takes attention upon him, Timothy, so that he will pass on the teaching to his future generation. Brothers and sisters, in all humility, I myself am a new pastor. I take this passage as something called user manual or instruction manual to learn myself and present myself as an approved pastor and a faithful worker to my master to do the work of dividing and presenting the scripture correctly to the congregation. This is my commitment to the Lord. If any shallow work will only reflect the shallow pastor. So I wish, I request all of you pray for me. I request you to please keep the Bibles open as I draw your attention to verse 14. It says, keep reminding them of these things. What does it mean? I'm sure that will indicate that what Paul has been talking in the uh, previous verses or prior to what was read to us. Paul is reiterating the truth mentioned in the earlier verses. All of you are ready with the open Bible? Chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. Actually, Paul is putting the gospel in action here. I will read it for you. Here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. 
If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains, uh, if, uh, if you are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. These are the gospel truths which Paul wants to remind Timothy. Just think of this, what was put in this nutshell. This is the gospel truth that each one of us should remember as the word faithfully in his vineyard. So from verse 15, we see Paul giving clarion call to Timothy, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly and rightly handles the word of the truth. And this is to craft a sermon which can be a presentable sermon to others. Going by the title, Faithful Workers, let us see the marks, rather characteristics of the faithful person who has been approved by God to their task entrusted to him. At the beginning of chapter two, Paul used the examples, number one, soldier, athlete, two, number three, farmer. Did you notice the examples he has picked up? These are specialized workers and are skillful and they need perfection and there cannot be any compromises or they have to do with the sense of accountability and stewardship also in this profession. Therefore, when we have to be faithful worker, an approved workman, as found in this reading in certain other translation, also the Lord is reminding us of certain things. We need to exhibit our commitment and determination to serve him as a faithful worker. Even when you are working for any organization, secular or any other NGOs, think of your performance. They are evaluated annually through appraisal mechanism for any of your promotion, for any of your salary increment. Well, talking about the faithfulness and approved person, I'm reminded of a story. Well, all of us love to hear a story. This is about a small boy having a telephonic conversation. Just listen to this story. A boy runs to the telephone booth, the old time yesterday booth, and that was a telephone that kept in a cash counter. The boy rings a number and says, lady, can you give me a job of cutting your lawn? The answer comes the other side, I already have somebody to cut my lawn. And the young boy in the counter calling the lady, I will cut your lawn for half the price. You don't need to give me full salary. You can give half the salary that you are paying to the other boy. And uh, the reply came, I'm quite satisfied with the person who is cutting my lawn. The boy offered something additional. Buy one, get one free. He said, ma'am, you give me the cutting of the lawn, I will do rest of even your household chores free of cost. And the woman said, uh, thank you, dear. No, I don't need anybody. I'm sorry that uh, the person who is employed is fine. And he left the phone and paid his uh, uh, money to the counter. And he was about to leave the 
man in the counter called him son you are desperately looking for a job shall i offer you a job and the boy told the uh, shopkeeper see sir i am the boy who's working in that house i am the one i just wanted to know whether the lady to whom i am employed is satisfied or not how unique that boy was probably he went with the joy that his mom is so pleased with this work yes this is something same for all of us we need to know whether my employer is satisfied with my work that is what we are going to see what all the marks that paul is indicating to be called as a faithful worker the number one as it is given in your ko sheet the first point under which called to be a faithful worker paul is indicating certain marks of a faithful worker that characterizes the faithful worker in number a i would like to point faithful in teaching a good teacher is the one who not only teaches his her students but also keeps reminding them what has been taught the teacher does repetition repetition job to tell again and again so the faithful teaching comes with reminding reminding that's what paul is here indicating the teacher also wants the students of consequences when they don't study that's exactly apostle paul was telling timothy in verse 14 as a faithful servant of god timothy should keep reminding the people of these things that was said in chapter 2 verse 11 to 13 about the gospel about christ about his faithfulness so many of us at a time like this we don't like the reminders have you heard the repetitive reminders keep coming in the announcement system please follow protocols of covid yeah many of us do not like to be repeatedly being reminded of instruction and teachings throughout apostles teaching he reminds us of roles responsibility of a faithful children of god and he encourages god's blessing and the gospel message the cross about the future coming of lord savior jesus christ also it is our responsibility to give reminders to our fellow brothers and sisters about the purpose for which we are existing in this world and our responsibility to be a witness to the lord we are examining ourselves whether we are faithful in teaching or sharing with our brothers and sisters about the goodness of god when when did you last time remind your friend who is weak in faith about our mandate to walk with him and serve him and remind him of god's faithfulness as paul reminded timothy reminder is a repetition reminder is repeat repeated instruction remember the old testament throughout god was repeatedly reminding the people of god through the incident through the prophet through the leaders all prophets were sent by god to remind people about god's faithfulness and also his teachings and about his instruction yes also paul is saying warn them apostle paul is warning about false teachers who spread wrong teachings among the people of god 
which also brought quarrels and arguments. Look at the way he's putting it. If you read the verse, he narrates so uh, very uh, in a nicer way, or rather explaining all the uh, things that will come as a con consequence of quarreling. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. And we are all aware of that. Unnecessary chattering or being a chatterbox is all waste of time, ruining of time. So Paul is calling Timothy to warn them before God, keeping God as a testimony so that this kind of quarrel did not take place or does not take place even in our present day. This quarreling in those days where people were quarreling about resurrection of Jesus Christ based on the Gnosticism, where they consider the resurrection of Jesus is only a spiritual activity, nothing to do with physical. Rather, this caused a lot of argument. Fighting over words is a waste of time. It is of no value. And even the same, even now in our own times. So in this way, Paul was giving a stern warning to Timothy to warn others. It's a charge, it's a command. And then as we move on, we see Paul is calling the mark of the faithful worker to the aspect characteristic of faithful preaching. Verse 15, do your best, refers to a person being jealous or eager Timothy, you must put forth every effort to be a Christian minister approved by God when God inspects your or my work that the employer will visit me that he may find myself doing a diligent work and also not ashamed of what we are assigned to do. If you are given a job doing it diligently, correctly, rightly, we don't need to feel shy about it. Let us take to the meticulous accomplishment work of the Lord. Paul asked Timothy to correctly handle the word of truth. How can we do this? How can we do this? Are we able to preach or understand the word correctly? Or as a pastor, am I putting in all my effort to understand and deliver it correctly? To do that, we need to equip ourselves by reading and studying the word of God. If I ask you one more question now, how many of you keep a mother tongue Bible or another language Bible? It could be a Hindi or English or one more version of the same Bible for a comparative study. I'm sure all of us have a small toolbox or something to stitch or you know, correct your clothing or correct your you know, any of the mechanical things, or titan, or a brass, or a screwdriver, or a cutting player. These are tools that commonly come for use or utility in everyday life. But are we keeping at least a couple of versions of Bible for me to understand and study in depthly in an in-depth manner? And here, Paul is exhorting God-approved worker, the faithful worker, that's the best work. When we were students, we always aspired for the A grade or a first edition to come up in our performance. 
Similarly, we should do our best in our preaching, which is not only true to a pastor, to a preacher, but for every child of God, because you are a student of the Bible, you are taking God's word to learn from his word, the scriptures. So when we do that, we are presenting ourselves to God in the best manner, because this is the written word of God that can help me. But at the same time, many a time we preach the word of God. I have seen a number of preachers who do such a preaching for with ulterior motives to, to promote themselves. So let me be reading it to you. Paul gives this example of the purpose of preaching in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. Unlike so many, we do not produce the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. This is the reason we need to understand and do the best to present the gospel. How do I do it? Explains in verse, explained in verse 15. Explain, verse 15 explains about two requirements. As an unashamed person approaching the right handling of the word of God, it is diligently doing in some other version. The latter will reinforce the former. The Greek word translated correctly handles really means cutting straight road, cutting it straight. It is like cutting with a hacksaw blade or a saw that goes only straight. It cannot go in different angles. Probably when you use a knife to cut your vegetables, it can go hither thither. But here cutting the word means making a straight line. And therefore, cutting actually means rightly dividing, cutting it straight. The word of God has to be dealt straight with a clear understanding, making the road straight. I, I'm sure we won't take a road which goes spiraling in different, different way. We prefer the straight road. That is how word of God needs to be pre presented with a straightforwardness. And this way, am I reading the word also diligently? If I study and receive God's message, do I pass it on to others through the sharing of the gospel, sharing of the understanding of the word of God in a smaller group to my brothers and sisters in my family? This all calls for a hard work. It won't come so easily. We are called to the reading of the text repeatedly in the context, in the right in between the Bible, there is a statement that goes, let Bible interpret Bible, let Bible speak for itself. So search the scriptures with Holy Spirit instructing, encouraging you. Can we keep a motto, verse 15 as our motto? To become an approved workman, to be an approved faithful workers, this requires hard work. So in this way, how dirty my Bible is. Ah, you are going to laugh at me, brother. I use digital Bible. My Bible never gets old. But let me remind you, the reading of the scripture with a pen and a diary is the best way that you integrate the Bible into your heart. I'm sure to learn alphabets, it doesn't come by a digital writing. 
you need to take a pen and start writing, scribbling, you get to know. Similarly, if you have the printed Bible, the hard pack of the Bible, hard copy of the Bible, how dirty it has become. That shows how much attention you paid reading, rereading, understanding, and writing down in the uh, your uh, diary. All 66 books are written in our in the olden context, but presented to us, even to speak to us in the fresh manner that we receive today. How best work as an uproot or a faithful worker I'm doing in getting the word of God. Now I like to take you to the example Paul is quoting, quoting to warn the people or Timothy here, verse 16 and to 18. In these verses, the apostle describes the heretic teachers. Paul here gives a severe warning by quoting two heretics who caused gangrene. Right inside the church, not anywhere. They are not coming from outside. They were there. Hymenes and Philetus, as we read their name, they denied bodily resurrection and probably asserted that there is only a spiritual resurrection. Similar to the errors mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 12 to 19, that then existed the Nazism, which interpreted resurrection allegorically, not literally. In our modern days, do we come across some wrong teachings, wrong teachers? How much the prosperity theology or prosperity gospel is influencing, making people believe no more sickness, no more poverty, no more problems, no more worry of future, no more problems in your life at all. That is the prosperity gospel. Whereas Paul very clearly brings the clear gospel that Jesus crucified on the cross. There cannot be a, a salvation minus cross. And also the present day, there is another danger of hyper grace. I don't know how many of you heard this word. The hyper grace, the term hyper grace has been used to describe the new wave of teaching that emphasizes the grace of God to be exclusion of other vital teaching, such as repentance and confession of sin. Hypergrace teachers, teachers maintain that all sin, past, present, and future, has already been forgiven. So there is no need for a believer to ever confess. Has misled many people. So Paul wants Timothy to avoid godless chatter like this. There can be philosophical discussion, dialogues also, trying to deviate from the very simple understanding of the word of God. So this can spread like a gangrene, hinder the growth of the church, PK, the good people as well. So Paul wanted to show the seriousness, how such wrong teachings could infect and rot the good people also. So what shall we do? Am I equipping myself? Or wait just for a Sunday to get a spoon free for myself? Remember, we have good teachers, brothers and sisters in the SEC. We are so proud to have them. But am I taking their guidance and their help and support to understand the word so that I will be able to divide the word and understand correctly? And going under the same, okay, marks of the faithful worker. There's one more thing I like to leave as uh, pointed in verse 19. Verse 19 says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. 
the Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Faithful in preserving our identity. Who am I? Who am I that my identity is kept for a faithful worker? Am I faithful in preserving? Confess the name of the Lord. Turn away from godlessness. This is one of the important things. When we see in scripture that we are sealed, that we are known by God and mutually I know him. Do we grow in this understanding that God knows me and I am known by him? My identity comes from what God knows me as. That is a seal of inscription upon me. And this is my identity. And what would happen? I will shun away from the wickedness. I will leave away everything evil practice, unethical practice, immoral activities. I will distance to come to be founded on the sure foundation of the word of God. Lastly, the final point, I would take it as a, the second point given in your KO sheet, the testimony of the faithful worker. I would even call it as the reputation of the faithful worker. What is the testimony of the faithful worker? How we demonstrate? Yes, as we have been already seeing the marks of the faithful worker, we are part of the building force to build God's kingdom on earth. Now we are going to see how my reputation going to be. Paul takes up another good example. Each one is for a created for a big purpose. My testimony or my reputation comes for the purpose for which I am created. Paul indicated from verse 20 and 21, created with a purpose. Having drawn a contrast between the true and false teacher, Paul now points up a second contrast between noble and ignoble vessels. Here he is indicating that we need to be cleansed, both, you know, the noble vessels made of gold, silver, are kept in an ornamental place in the display in our showcases, but the routine utensils, like the way, you know, what we use for drinking or eating, the spoons, they need constant cleaning. So he's addressing the cleansing part, cleaning part. If a man cleanses himself, he becomes noble instrument. When you think of cleaning, cleaning by the word of God. Actually, for John 15, 3, Jesus said, by the teaching about the wine, he says, you are clean, uh, cleansed by my word that I have shared. Christ prayed in John chapter 17, verse 17 to 19, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. In 1 Corinthians 11, uh, 6, 11, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Christ and by the spirit of our Lord. Here there is an expectation from the Lord that we be cleansed and that we remain productive for the purpose for which God has called. The testimony has to be displayed by the cleansing. And then he goes on to say that we are created for a noble purpose. Our noble uh, purpose can be, you know, cannot be ignoble. It is in our, uh, it is in our hand. It is in our hand that how we put them for a noble purpose. Paul exhorts us in Corinthians to run the race with a clear-cut win to press on towards the win to the goal. And in the same way, we are called to keep progressing towards the noble purpose, noble call God has created us for. 
So the created holy God wants us to be holy for the creator's purpose. Created to be holy and useful for the creator. What is that usefulness? Useful in master's hand. That's how we complete here. Chapter uh, 2, verse 21. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purpose, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Yes, we are called for master's hand. Master wants to use it. How cleansed we are. And that is for that purpose. Once we are cleansed and have set our mind for the noble task, we are useful for God. We are useful for the great and mighty God. We become so noble. No one wants to be unproductive. Am I right? The master will be happy when his servants were productive. That's what we read in the various uh, uh, illustration or the parable Jesus used. He wants to see the satisfaction of the master. When we are in our master's hand, we are prepared to do the good work. We are tuned to his work. There is no compulsion or burden or even uneasiness or weariness or even tiredness, but rather readiness will be there as Paul mentioned in different places. So living your life and being used by God as vessels of honor, being useful to the master's and prepared to do any good work, let it be our motto. As Romans 9.21 says, useful to the master, prepared for noble works to display through our works. That's a testimony. That's what God wants to see in our life. And Timothy chapter uh, 3 and 17 also he reiterates, equipped for every good work. In conclusion, brothers and sisters, are we becoming an approved, faithful worker for the Lord and approved or a faithful worker? As brothers and sisters, we are taught to teach rightly and give reminder and warning from his word. And I take it as a personal application for myself. How much am I doing it? Am I doing it with utmost caution and preparedness and waiting on the Lord like the way Paul was mentioning that he was building his successor am I involved in building another person remember one day I will leave all of us will leave there will be somebody who is going to replace me in the church am I faithfully preparing another Timothy a Christian is humble enough to learn from others as Timothy was learning and compassionate to teach as Paul was compassionately teaching. There is always a threatening alternative teaching is engulfing all over. So take note, take caution. Some of the important phrases are picked up in this passage. You can note them down. Holy, useful and prepared. Holy, useful and prepared. We show the characteristic of an instrument of a noble person. A call comes to all of us to be a person as a faithful worker and an approved worker to handle the word of the truth correctly. Shall we pray? As we come ourselves, let us search ourselves. Are these warnings is hitting me? It may be a reminder or you heard it so many times or it could be a warning that 
we have to be claiming ourselves to be protecting ourselves upon the word of god we have read the marks of the faithful workers we have understood the testimony the appearance of the faithful worker we are called to be the faithful worker are they are reflecting in my life if not take it today then there may not be any delay just surrender yourself take the word how much time am i going to spend today with the word of god make a commitment dear lord heavenly father i know at times lord we become so slack so lethargic but oh lord you are calling us to take the sure foundation of the bible as our foundation for our christian living and to be a faithful worker to be approved lord by the almighty god to do our best lord only your word can give but lord how much we miss we have been engrossed by so many things in the world to lord cherish ourselves to see that we are fed or that we are engaged but oh lord help us be engaged ourselves as paul exhorted timothy that oh lord we go with the reproval reminders warning and using the word for a correct study clear cutting the word and understanding it for our own selves and to also present to others so master to this end we commit us all in your hand as a faithful worker in jesus name we pray amen